minutes 38 remaining in the play, lead by 10 points. It's Fremantle's going to lose here. Sandalands, the big fist. Anzac week, Matt Judd, how are you? I'm just doing it for the diggers today, Ben. <laughs> oh, it's lovely having a Tuesday game of football and a Wednesday game of football. Um, oh, mate, I, as many days of football as you can have spread across the week is the best. So last year when there was like nine days of football in nine days, like Throw nine in games a... in nine days was the best. Bring on like a big bash style? Yeah, no, no, no like 100%. I would watch every game. And I already watch most games. Oh, it was pretty good watching football last night. Um, having today off, obviously, the public holiday. There's a lot going around. You made it to the um, dawn service this morning, but wasn't quite at dawn. Yeah, so I had a little look. I'm a big fan of dawn service size, however you... Yeah, uh, so Ducky made a point of how I once made a rule that you're not allowed to have beers on Oz Day unless you... Um, uh, go to a dawn service and I try to stick to that rule and then this morning I uh, wanted to go to a dawn service and my local one was at 9am so <laughs> so I went to the dawn service at 9am um, which was weird because I woke up at like 8.15 did a did a little poo and then went to <laughs> literally it was broad daylight like it was hot <laughs> I put sunscreen on Not it was weird it, it was well, weird got yeah. a- they have it's a terrific day in Margaret River, and I live very close to the Return Service League bar, the um, district bar, and they are all going off at the moment, playing two up. Like I can hear it from my bedroom. Yeah, that's sick. Are you going to head back there after this? It Sorry, finishes at four thirty, um, but everybody, everybody's the two up finishes at four thirty. Um, I think for actual legal reasons, I think they're allowed to play it, but up until then, but then everyone hangs around. They corner off the whole car park. Um, have sausage sizzle it's a great it's actually a terrific day have some legal representation yeah. there yeah no well, it is good i like it it gets people around it anything that just gets people around other people in a nice way is always good absolutely and <clears throat> speaking of doing that let's go to the anzac day game that Fremantle were involved with the len hall game the len hall mate we always play pretty well around len hall i reckon even when we were bad we'd play well well, yeah, I was there. Like, terrific. The AFL and Fremantle do it very well, Anzac Day. It's awesome getting to the game um, to watch that whole ceremony. I think it's pretty cool seeing both teams line up, the minute of silence, the whole spectacle. Yeah, I agree. And I always like um, the last post before footy is actually really oh. cool. I think it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. There's tens of thousands of people and this one little guy on this horn that can't do anything. Oh, man, there's place. always a little, like, weird honk <laughs> on the horn, like, <laughs> And be like, oh no! <laughs> um, at the at the nine a.m. dawn service I went to this morning, the guy did a little honk, like a little weird <laughs> like, like burp, burp. It's like, oh, hang on a minute. Um, but like, it, I, having played the trumpet before, it's very easy to do those little honks, and oh. I feel very, uh, very sympathetic to anyone that's ever done a, done a tiny honk on any of those last posts. A little honk. 
All right, moving into it finally, do you have the score for us? Oh, man, I've got the score ready. And by ready, I mean, give me two seconds. All right. Let me click. So, <laughs> so oh, this is a especially special score. So 16, 12, 108 to mm. 8, 6, 54. Mm. We, won, we doubled their score identically. Like, we mm-hmm. literally won by 54 points. And we were the top scorer for the round. Fremantle Dockers top scored the AFL for the round, which I think was... is something that if you had a bet on that pre-round, like before Thursday or Friday, whenever the first game was, you would have won a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. It was, And we, we and... endorse punting here. Oh, 100%. Um, and they kicked four in the last quarter. Are we still, I think we still beat them in the last thing. We kicked four goals saying they kicked four goals. We just beat them. But they kicked a few junk time goals. Like for a while there, um, I think they were three goals or four goals to three-quarter time. I don't know if they scored many goals in the second or third quarter. I think they might have no. been goalless, yeah. We, we literally did to them what teams normally do to us, like yeah. two goalless quarters or whatever. It was cra- it's crazy to see the Dockers up by treat. 10 goals to yeah. be sitting there watching and just enjoy the spectacle and the game and not be like getting nervy. Your dad looked at me like halfway through the fourth quarter and he's like, we're up by 10 goals. I'm yeah. like, no, Robin. And he's like, whoa. Yeah, which is mental. But that's pretty, that's pretty still outrageous considering how far we've come in two years. This is the third yeah. year of, yeah, of that. So in two and a bit years. Um, probably touching one of the main points for us was the sad passing of Yaron. Um, yeah, Shane Yaron. What a waste, hey? Do yeah. you reckon? Pretty like, crazy life when, story. When, he spent six years in jail. I didn't realise mm. he was that. I thought it was like a year for burglary. He spent six years in jail. Yeah. And then came back, played really well for Swans or Subi. I forget. Subi, Subi. I think. And then got drafted. Two years he played for Subi and then got drafted. And then we yeah. were like, he's really handy. He was 28 or 29. He was like, we're, we're like, he's really handy. Like, he'll be good. And then just got, you know. Slowly swept away back into his old lifestyle and very, very sad. Very sad. It was very sad. I was very shocked to hear that, to be honest. Like, um, on a serious note, I was like, yeah. oh shit, that's terrible. It's to horrible. Someone to hear. with that much talent to know that they, yeah. maybe they passed away alone. It was awesome to watch his, obviously, a friend of his and fellow Indigenous player to go about his business during that game. Um, the Dockers probably, or the family, it sounded like wanted their privacy to be respected for. Michael Walters come out and play the way he did um, to salute to him after the first goal. I think for the family, maybe if they were watching that or involved in that, that would have been a special night for them to see the boys play the way they did following. Yeah. I, thought uh, I think Frio with their Noongar presence, like, you know, whatever we had, like 15 players on our list, yeah. you know, Indigenous, obviously would have felt that harder than another team. Um with less players, but I think Walters probably was good mates with them. Like, I think Walters had a similar sort of, well, a similar concept into how they came into being a good player in that, like, you know, through some adversity and then they probably were, they were probably good friends. Like, you know, I imagine they got around each other um, being like, yeah, I got sent away from the club too, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so I reckon he probably was pretty, pretty flat about it but it's really good to see on a footy note Walters actually finished those goals kick 5-1 and he kicked one out in the full I think so he could have kicked and six he, six goals and he and gave he one away didn't he yeah he one over the top he was so Walters was on Walters was on Walters and Fife went about their business in that game Fife was a beast yeah he was so I picked Fife to go forward and I was wrong Walters was the one to step up and kick a bag yeah. but um 
Fife kicked a bag of possessions. I think he had like 20 contested possessions. He had 12 clearances. Yeah, he had an unreal stats game. Um, That's a four-vote game. Like He basically should get the one vote as well. Like he was easily best on ground. Um, His disposal was really impressing me. For most of it, yeah. Even when he'd barrel through a pack going the wrong way and then get it to someone going in the right direction and we'd get like a, a positive forward, like rather, than, rather than just him banging on the boot, which which has happened in the last couple of years. Yeah, he's very know. dangerous. That's been good. And then following suit with the leaders, the kids fall in line. Yeah, old Chera. I, re- I really enjoyed Chera kicking a goal and then getting on the end of a goal. So there is one thing that you can get your players up and about with, and it's being the last sh- link in a chain on a goal, and it's how you get players into form. Like you start getting Bailey Banfield and Chera and Brayshaw running into goal as the last link, and Langdon and you know all these guys, and yeah. suddenly like they start playing much better footy. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of getting those guys on the end of it. Mate, speaking of those guys, are you referring to the guys who've let their hair down? Uh, Ed Langdon. Ed uh, Langdon and Connor Blakely. Ed Langdon did grow his hair long to let it down and got Mate, 26 touches it. and killed it. The pair of them. Blakely as well. Blakely had 23 touches. Back. Blakely had 12 marks. A lot of them would have yeah. been chip around marks. 12 yeah. marks is a lot. Mate, the boy's letting the hair down. Like, I think Blakely had the most marks on the ground. And by I think, I mean, I know because I just clicked on it and he's at the top of the list. So, yeah. That's Um, pretty rowdy. Moving into the bad, do you have any any bad that you wanted to go through? Uh, We still have... So, it seems like the last four weeks... uh, This was something I wanted to bring up. It seems like the last four weeks we have a very similar amount of inside 50s. And how much we score just depends on how well we use it. So for the last mm-hmm. four weeks, we've had 56, 59, 56, and then 59 this week inside 50s. So we had 56 inside 50s last week, and we lost. Mm. <laughs> and we had more than the opposition. So it means like we're getting the ball in there heaps, and it just depends on us like not butchering it heaps. And I think at home, we just butcher it less, but we still butcher it a lot. So yeah. I think it's still a bad thing. I think we still waste like, you know five to ten golden goal opportunity. Like we could have kicked hundred and forty points and I wouldn't have been too surprised with how we like watching that game again. The biggest one for me live watching it was we're always we were too keen to get the one over the top rather than like someone just turn around and just like sit in that space forty out and just go take the mark. So like we used to, seem to Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Talk. We like, call... just take the safe, you know, someone just turn around and just, like, you're all breaking free, it's one-on-one, just get separation, hit space, take a mark, even if you're sitting 50 out, 45, 40, you know, take the set shot. No, completely agree. It's called a tick lead, and all you do is you're running back towards goal, you push off and you run back, yeah. like, five metres, and it's a very, it's, a, like, the easiest lead up to kick because you're probably kicking 25 metres. Yeah. And someone I've just pushes that. off and t- ticks back. So you, yeah. it's like a back lead and a tick. Um, it's it's it, it sort of just needs to be something where when we're a fast break team, which we seem to be these days, we're going to have to learn to tick lead a lot better because we're going to have a lot of guys running back towards goal, and it's a very hard kick to pinpoint the like, you know, over the back fifty-five meter pass to someone running 
with the flight. Whereas if they just turn and go at you, you can just hit a little short one and it's done. And you go shot on goal. I don't know. Percentages. Yeah, exactly. Um, but still pretty rowdy that we were the top scorer for the round. So as bad as that sounded, we were being a bit, a little bit harsh. We still top top scored for the round. So there are a oh, lot of a lot of with the game. yeah. We just have um, to do the bad. We just have to. It's part of the schedule. Yeah, and I still, I still think, and I think Oz said it. I still think Ballantyne isn't offering anything that a young player like Switowski or Tom North offer so he's not like giving us anything that you know Bundy Sandy and <laughs> probably they're the only two are giving us something that no other player could give us so I'm happy yeah. to keep 30 plus year old people in the team Ballantyne you're giving us what you know I'm pretty sure if you and I you or I ran around in there we could give similar efforts <laughs> I don't think I could but I know what you're saying you know what I mean say, yeah I, I think I'm hoping that he's on the cusp because he just seemed like a second off, like he's just that little bit off, and I'm hoping he's finding a bit of form and, and it'll click. But if it goes the other way, I'm, I am sadly all about that. That that he is, yeah. It, what's yeah. the benefit of playing him versus playing, you know, anyone? Uh, yeah, literally basically. anyone. Like put Langdon there or whatever. Like you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. have to be a forward. Um, so how about this one? So I sent it through to our little thread before the duck is in as well. Um, so it's the fifty meter penalties by team combined like how many you concede per year and so in 2016 GWS were first with 30 and we were second with 28 conceded for the season in 2017 Melbourne were first with 28 we were fourth with 25 and this year so far first is Richmond with nine and they hadn't played by the time this thing had so they might they might have conceded a few more on uh, last night we are second last, so 17th with two conceded for the five games we played. What are you putting that down to? I'm not putting it down to anything, but more I'm putting down that result is so relevant to how we've won games. Because we yeah. used to give away so many crucial 50-meter penalties where they turned a 50-meter, 60-meter, like, you know, outside 50 um, mark into a goal, goal. opportunity. In like, and it would always be like at the end of the third quarter when we're a goal down. It'd be like, oh, yeah, now that now that we're two goals down, and now we're out of the game, basically. When we oh, just spent ten years hard labour at the other end. Literally, like yeah, like literally, we, they've just like hand passed us to us in the goal square. We missed it, and then they've gone end to end and got a fifty meter penalty for a goal, and we're just like, oh, cheers, a little freebie. Yeah, cheers. Uh, so I think that's a pretty rowdy stat that we've we've reduced our fifty meter penalty. Concede, conceding by amazing amounts. But yeah, um, I thought that was something, something rowdy that someone just posted. But anyway, um, what's next, on, mate? Should we, well, looking at the schedule, should we jump into our new favourite, well, maybe new second favourite segment, the stealing of questions from Purple Rain, the leftovers? Yeah. Why not? The dregs. The dregs. Unfortunately, we need to probably start reposting Purple Rains so that they get more. They didn't get a lot this week. Um, Questions. Get, yeah, they seem to get more when we play bad. You'd think they'd get more when we play good. Maybe um, it's just people who just want to post their frustrations more to people around. I don't know. Well, um, I've got one here from Bundy Williams. Bundy's the guy that was running the um, 
Eagles versus Dockers Derby footy match over in Melbourne. Remember Bundy? Oh, was he got around us yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, we got That's Bundy. Bundy is well, a good, Bundy good guy, I reckon. Is a little bit worried with the Gatorade tradition. Um, he said that after the boys sung the song, Lockie and Nathan looked quite disgusted with all the empty Gatorade bottles. Do you think the tradition of pouring Gatorade on first win players is antiquated? Antiquated? Antiquated. And so antiquated? I think think antique, and then that's it's like Antiquated. a verb of that. Yeah. Could we do something <laughs> better? Uh, I reckon pour as much stuff as you want on anybody in those change rooms because basically anything goes in those change rooms. You know how much tape gets wasted? Tape is way more expensive than Gatorade as a physio. <laughs> the amount of tape that gets wasted, you're like, oh, I've taped your ankle. I don't like this. Can you tape it again? Yep. Yeah, okay, I will. Do it again. And that's in amateurs. In AFL, to be like, I need my perfect shoulder taped for something that won't really help it. I reckon Gatorade's like the lowest of the low priority. I reckon they get that in bulk and they're just like, whatever. Well, it's like, I suppose it's kind of like the American football thing where they tip the... The Gatorade bucket over the winning coach, yeah. Yeah. I like Um, it. I don't mind it. I, I reckon it's not that bad of a thing. And I reckon... Lockie Neal probably needs to finish his goals better before he can, yeah. Maybe throw the the empties at Lockie Neal now. Uh, Yeah. If I was Freo, I'd be like, oh, Lockie, just pouring (laughs) it all over him, all over his bag and his locker as well. Just like flood his locker with Gatorade. (laughs) I think they do it. They don't just do it for first wins either. I think it's more liberal than that. I think it's... Well, it'd be like a milestone game as well. Like they'll get someone in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I well, grow, grow up, basically. There's way bigger battles to have. Yeah. But that's the only thing I could get, like I said, not a, not a lot this week um, for us to poach. So post more questions to Purple Rain for us to poach. Um, yeah, exactly. Obviously, but thank you for that one, that indirect one. We'll take we need Cam Whitewood again. Yeah. Whitefoot, sorry. Oh, Whitewood. mate, what a story. That, oh, can we talk it? about that? Yeah, I'll get yeah. back up. No, I think because you know how this round's weird because it's like still it's still going sort of. Yeah, it feels like an eternity ago. It does. All right, I'll but get we it did up. ask we did ask for a terrific beer story and we did get Cam one. Cam Whiteford, literally, just treated us up so hard. All right, where is he? It's actually really annoying to get. Oh, here we go. All right, Cam Whiteford. Hey, gents. Thanks again. Thanks again for the shout out. I think that Albie and Singlefin are both all right, but would love a hoppy pale in the mix. That's a fair point as well. Yeah. Um, not going to split hairs though, which is also a fair point. So basically, he doesn't mind what beers as long as he can get a beer. Yep. My beer story happened at the Gold Coast Optus Stadium home game, which is round two or three, three. There was a guy who moved into some empty seats in front of me and fellow listener, shout out Catfish McCarthy co-creator Zach Hilditch, which I feel like should be our number three ticket holder, Zach. Probably is now. Um, Now that he's been shouted out. This guy was unfortunate enough to be the victim of circumstance and the culprit being the retractable stadium seats and the fancy new cup holders. Yeah. Turns out if you have a beer in one of them and you let the chair swing back, the result is a direct shot of beer up the back of the head with pinpoint accuracy. The grimace of the guy's face was priceless and it was hard not to have a good laugh about it. The guy also, oh no, sorry, the guy, although uncomfortable, was chipper about it because, well... They were never his seats to begin with. <laughs> the incident went well with the pumping <laughs> sun's win. Wasn't that just like 
Oh, yeah, that just treated me up. I think that made my, like, Thursday or Friday. I was just, oh, that was amazing. They are risky, and I mean, the person who uses your one, like, you watch a game of football like you're playing Nintendo, like Mario Kart, like, you are slaying, shoulders digging. No, I'm jumping up and down. (laughs) I think, I'm pretty sure family member sits behind you, and they were like, you know, they knew when to pick their glass up, pick their cup up. They were like, well, picking that up. I'd be, I would hate to have a seat behind me. So I'm standing <laughs> and sitting constantly. And if I'm yelling, I generally jump. And so it would like flip even harder. <laughs> and I noticed that it flipped a few, a few things. Like it needs like a shock absorber or something. You remember like the tennis rackets, how you have a little shock absorber? Something like that. Yeah, they need a little shock absorber or something, I think. Oh, well, thank you for the story. We do appreciate that. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was awesome, by the way. All right, should we go through, you know what? Let's go through some contemporary news. So the, the Ross Glendening medal oh, has yeah. had, and the trophy has been challenged. So um, there's no trophy this year, apparently, and the Ross Glendening medal has been turned into the Eagles Best Player medal because Frio... Basically, it came out as Freo didn't want the medal anymore, and everyone was like, what? That's stupid. And then Freo have come out and been like, no, that's not at all the case. All we asked for was now that the sponsor for the medal and the trophy are gone, can we rename the medal something a little bit more inclusive, i.e. something with a player that played for the Dockers yeah. and was at the Dockers for more than one year in their worst year of their in their <laughs> collective career. Uh, so, Ross Glendening was a selector at the Dockers between, I think, 2000 and 2002, like two seasons. 2001, we won Spoon, our only wooden spoon. And I feel like saying that Ross Glendening was involved in the Dockers for that when he was the inaugural captain for the Eagles and is still working for the Eagles as their media yeah. advisor or something is like. Drawing a long bow. It, it, yeah, it's literally like saying that. Uh, you know, Pav went to an Eagles game once, so why don't we call the medal the yeah, Pavlich medal? Pavlich because he went to an Eagles game once, so like, why not? Um, it represents yeah. both clubs, you know. And I feel like everyone's just like tradition. It's like eat eat a dick tradition. They made they they made the medal in two thousand and one, off like Freo having five terrible years of footy. Um, so the tradition it, doesn't matter. So Carlton so, Mid have lost everything. Well, the whole thing, Carlton. the whole thing is that Carlton United breweries have lost the sponsorship for the stadium, so they don't want to sponsor they, the medal. I think they're yeah, like, well, why yeah. would we? We don't, don't serve beers anymore. Does so it become they, the Albie Medal? Well, why not? Why not just call it the fucking Derby Medal and the Derby Trophy, and have literally the clubs pay a hundred dollars mm. each for the trophy, or like it can't cost much. <laughs> the trophy's pretty hideous anyway. Well, like, no one cares about the trophy. Like, nah. it's the, the bragging. You wouldn't need a trophy. I reckon bin the nah. trophy and just have a medal. Yeah. Best on grounds, fair enough. I like that. Yeah. It so it's called now the. Is our player now the Medhurst? Is it the Medhurst medal? <laughs> if only. So apparently now it's called the Glen Denning Allen medal. So Ben Allen, obviously the inaugural Dockers captain. Glen which Denning is, Allen. Which is fine. What? Who yeah. cares? What, call it the butthole medal, and people will still be like, "Whatever, we're happy with it being a medal. It doesn't have to that be was, called anything." It's got a better ring to it than the, the Glendenning Allen. Yeah, the, 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 do you reckon the Allen Glendenning medal sounds better? Allen Glendenning sounds way better. 
and it's alphabetical as well. Maybe they'll like flip it around. Who cares what it's called? Call it the ABC medal or like the you know the one two three medal. No one cares. Just have but a best on player and have like Pav Jakovic, you know, uh, Peter Bell and Ben Cousins vote for it or whoever. Like have just past voters vote for it. Have four of them. It's it's not that hard. Like literally, we could sort this out in a day if we needed to. They need to start getting us to sort this stuff out. Well, I feel like we have sort enough stuff out for the for the, the butthole medal. The butthole medal. To, yeah, look, it doesn't matter. That's actually below us. We handle far bigger jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, I think will... you, I think on that note, we have an MRP that you finally brought up. So. Oh yeah. I'll give you the, I'll give you the MRP rain this week because I'm a little bit too drunk to come up with one today. I was just a bit fed up with the media spec media speculation on Tex Walker and Adelaide, and there was just a lot pre-game um, to them Friday night, just bagging him out. I think for like a he backed out of a contest for some reason in um, some game, yeah, yeah, and they just like. To question that and all that, you must just in the back of your head be like, man, I'm going to eat my words. If it's not next week, it's definitely the week after. Like, I am going to be, you know, Tex Walker. But they probably do it because then they're like, oh, now we can talk about how he's good again. Like, we can talk about how he's lost his way. Now we can... And they made up some, like, Don Pike said such and such to him. I went back and watched the press conference. Don Pike gets asked a question like, hey, did you have a word to Tex Walker about, you know, picking up his game? And Pike's like, uh... You know, I had a chat with him, but he knows what he has to do. And he's just like, what do you mean? Well, mate, you know what it is? It's like, so this used to happen to me in footy heaps. Like, our team, I used to play in the midfield a lot. And our team would get, like, they'd get kicked two or three goals. And the coach would ye- literally yell out to me from the boundary line, like, Juddy, we need the next centre clearance. And I'd be like, cheers. Like, I wasn't trying, and now I'll try. Like, I'm clearly <laughs> trying to do everything that you want me to do, and it's not happening because footy is a random game and not everything happens 100%. Like, I'm not going to do anything different. Like, what am I going to do differently to try and yeah. get centre clearance this time than last time? Like, well, what trick up my sleeve was I not using... Well, oh, it's the same thing. Like, he just missed a few goals, and like he could have had a really good game the previous week against Collingwood because he probably missed. It was he like one goal three or something. So what if he kicked four goals and they're like, I oh, know he's really good. Uh, the media sucks, man. Yeah, well, it's, it happens so often with players. I suppose they have to do it. It definitely. I tell you what, this segment leads into speaking about Adelaide getting up. <laughs> what the Ruffy Club? <laughs> Oh, mate, we are going to die. I'm going to segue this perfectly. So he gets up, big win for Tex Walker. The media eat it, and Ben wins in roughies. Yeah, but I won in roughies also. You won bigger roughie, but yeah. You enough. were highly against that. I was, just, uh, and I put a lot of money on it in my, in my punt club. Ducky talks about it a lot in, in the rain. Me and him are in the same punt club. And I was like, Sydney are 100% winning this game by like 50 points. There is no way I'd leave yeah. in this game. And I was at the game in Sydney, and I was just like, this is mental. We got there late because, for some reason, we were drinking. And then... It's like, got there, and I was like, wow, I'm so full from being got, my own words. I got there, and it was, oh, like, zero goals, five to Adelaide, and zero, zero to Sydney. I was like, how have Adelaide already had five shots on goal? Like, this is unreal. Yeah. Sydney still had a chance. Sydney still played terribly to lose that game. Like they could have won that game. They only lost by ten points or whatever it was. But um, 
Adelaide were very good. And so credit to you, mate. You got it right. I got the uh, the, Q, the Q clash right, which Up is my local you. knowledge. And yep. I nearly lost that as well from a late late shot on goal. Apparently that last quarter was just like watching it, you know. Um, oh, yeah. I watched a bit of it. A it's person sad, with an intellectual games. disability, humber doorknob. Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't I good. describe it exactly as that, but it was painful. Yeah. I've got I've got a um, a story actually. So I'm in a tipping comp this year. I don't know. I don't really like tipping that much, particularly in big comps, because I feel it's just so shit. Like in your work comp or whatever, it's always just the person yep. that doesn't know anything that wins. And so I'm in a tipping comp. There's seven people in it. They're all people I study with at the moment. And um, the the terms are that the winner gets bought a. AFL Guernsey of the team that they support by the other people. So it's like six people buy a Guernsey for someone. So it's like a $20 type thing. But it's actually pretty sweet because you get an item rather than just cash. <laughs> and it's so... It's normal tipping? It's just regular tipping. It's literally like you tip the margin on a Friday and you tip all other games. And it is the hottest tipping comp I've ever been in. Like at the moment... Me and a guy that's an Adelaide supporter called Sam are top on 30. And this this um, Anzac Day clash was what put us above. And then Felix, a guy who goes for Demons, that's on 29. There's someone on 28. There's two people on 28. And then there's two stragglers on 25. And literally, it's like each game we're running like mind games on each other. And we're running like margin mind games and stuff. It's You it's, said that there was a completely different concept to your tipping comp that it was something that i would be but it's just an interesting tipping comp because it's so close no no no. the interesting concept is that instead of money it's the prize (laughs) oh yeah i do enjoy that (laughs) so no one cares about paying 15 bucks at the end of the year for a guernsey but if you win that guernsey how treat is just getting like a little docker's guernsey at the end of the season it's like the golden. It's like the Tour de France. Oh mate, I'd get. I'd be like, I, I want. I want Pav on it or Fife or something, <laughs> or Langdon. Get a signed one off eBay from Medhurst. Yeah, yeah exactly. From from Paul. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> All right, so let's go into Ruffies. So who are you going to pick this week? I think your phone is out of action, so I'm going to have <laughs> I to. I don't have any data. All right, mate. I'll go through. I'm interested in what. what's the odds on the derby? Uh, so I think we're... So at the moment, Friday night is Dogs Carlton. 280 to Carlton and dollar forty four to Dogs. That's actually pretty good, roughy. Saturday, Geelong, Sydney. 286 a Sydney. Uh, Ruse versus Port in Melbourne. 275 Ruse. Oh, shit. GWS versus Brisbane. Brisbane is $6.70. Oof. Hawks versus St Kilda. Saints are three fifty six. Adelaide Gold Coast. Gold Coast are seven dollars. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a treat bet. So I reckon Adelaide are going to come home thinking they're red hot and like Gold Coast might play well. Uh, Bombers are two dollars against Melbourne. Collingwood are two sixty against Richmond and Freo are two fifteen against the Eagles. Oh, I'm going to get around those Dockers, mate. You get around the Dockers. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm going to get around St Kilda. Yeah, I don't mind that bet. Three fifty-six against Hawthorne, who didn't play that well. No, Hawkers they came and back. And Saints, late, Saints would be flat that they had a draw on that. Yeah, they were good in that draw. Yeah. yeah. 
not saying you can hold on to that mark, but anyway, that's another matter. Carlisle. Yeah, I was watching that. That wasn't a free kick, by the way. I reckon that was no, just, I... take that mark, bud. How's when they were asking Phil Davis on the footy show, they were like, do you reckon that's, and they've got like the freeze frame where it looks really bad. If I was Phil Davis, I'd be like, mate, take the mark. Like, that's the issue at hand here. If he it's takes that mark, the free kick is the most irrelevant thing going around. But he juggled he juggled a easy Duke mark in Telstra yeah. Dome in Eddie Hat yeah. Stadium in a clear, dry, you know, no wind ground. Just take that mark. How about we talk about that? How about we talk about drop mark? Yeah. About a free kick. Oh, I hundred percent agree. No. I hate it when they talk about those. Yeah. Anyway, alright, so have you got a quiz for me at the moment? Yeah, we're gonna move into a fun quiz before some predictions and obviously keeping with the theme, the Derby. The derby. Go through. We're going to pick a few random derbies, and you're going to guess the winner. I suppose you can guess the score if you want, or the I've margin. A, I've got a relatively good memory for a lot of Dockers games, particularly memory. And then so, I'll on. ask you who, who won the Ross Glendening butthole medal. Love it. The Ross Glendening Allen butthole medal. <laughs> right, let's take it back. We'll go to... 2000, and we'll go round 21 of the second derby. Mate, this is the Demolition Derby. I was there. <laughs> this this is the Demolition Derby. <laughs> um, so, Freo won by one point. I did. <laughs> Who won the medal? Fuck. Clive? He kicked seven goals that day, I think. Oh, man. You know what? I'm up here on... Wikipedia, and it only goes back to 2001. <laughs> so why'd you pick 2000? Because I got two separate pages. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay, right. so I'm pretty sure I Clive might have won that one. But anyway, go I, on. And I can't, anyway, let's choose move, a new we'll one. move on. I'm pretty sure Clive right. kicked seven goals that game. 2003, round five. 2003, we made finals. I think we won both of these. I think we won that game by probably like a couple of goals. No, West Coast won. Really? Yeah. Uh, did, we won the next one. Did. Who would have won the medal? Like Kerr or Gardner or someone? Michael Gardner. Gardner. There you go. Yeah. Oh, well done, Juddy. All right, we'll jump to 2006. Yeah. Round 21. We 100% won this this game. Uh, this was during our run. Of, wait, so in 2006... We, we had a run of like 10 wins in a row, like nearly equal. I think it was the last time we won 10 at nine in a row or whatever. And the Derby would have been one of those. It was towards finals. And who would have won the medal? Like Hazelby or someone like that, I reckon, or Sandy. Peter Bell. Peter Bell, yeah, nice. But we won that game, didn't we? Yeah, we flogged them. Yeah, nice. All right, getting more recent. You should be getting these ones. We'll go 2010. Yeah. Round six. 2010, still Mark Harvey. We were pretty good. In 2010, I'm pretty sure we beat Hawthorne in in an elimination final. We were pretty good. What, what round? Round six. Yeah. I'd say we won that game. Correct. And I'm going to say Hazelby. 2010, round six. Michael Barlow. Well, Mickey Barlow is the only other one. I think Mickey Hazel Barlow's won three and, ha- and Hazelby's won four. As we've had later on in that year, we absolutely pumped the Eagles. 160.85. Yeah, I love that. That's a treat, hey. All right, we'll go 2014, round 15. 
2014, round 15. 2014, we came top four and went out straight sets in the final. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Eagles may not have been that good that year, like may not have made finals. I reckon we probably won that game. Uh, Do you want to take a margin because it's your last one? Yeah, all right. I reckon we won by like 28 points or something. Seven points. Seven points. Um, who would have won the medal that day? Sandy, I reckon. Stephen Hill. Hilly. Oh, nice. There's a lot of players that win it, like a lot of Hazelbys, Pavlich, Judds, Bells, Neils, Hills. Mundy's like, won a couple. Sandy's won a couple, I think. Yeah. There's just the one standout in 2001, Glenn Jakovic. He's the only one that kind of sticks out. Yeah, okay. The only random one. Yeah, but one, two. Eagles have won the last five in a row. Yeah, they've... Very disappointing. Yeah, they have. Because we've been pretty bad the last four years, man. Yeah. And in 2015, but, remember, we flogged them in the first game and they beat us in the second game when we, yeah. like, turned to poo. When we were won, yeah. won the, um, the um, minor premiership. We yeah. flogged them. I think we won, we were like sixty points to one in like the first quarter and a half or something like that, and then they we only won by like twenty eight points. Well, yeah. I mean, on that note, should we move to some predictions before we say goodbye? Yeah, we'd love to. Um, all right. So, firstly, I reckon if there's ever a derby that we get a little, <laughs> a little, <laughs> a little sniff. It's going to be this one. Like I think we dominate this derby unless we cook it. I think it's going to be our problem if we lose this game rather than the Eagles played well. Like We're a very good side on Optus Stadium at the moment. We've proven. We've yeah. scored 100 points close to every time we've been on that ground. Yep. So I feel like we're going to score close to 100 points and at least get 55 to 60 inside 50s. And it's how well we use those inside 50s and whether we hit up McGovern and um, barass all the time or whether we actually yeah. hit up our players um, so I feel like we should be the favourite for this game and if we're not I'm going to load up and I feel like the Eagles haven't really played any good sides yet Like they played Geelong yeah. when they were weak they played Sydney and they lost and since then they played like Carlton and shit and so I feel like all, uh, Brisbane, stopped. haven't they played Brisbane? I don't know, they played like bad teams I feel like Eagles are still waiting for a test, and we're going to be that test. And I reckon, yeah. I reckon we'll do them the way we're playing at the moment. I think going off last week, we stay at home, we don't travel, we're fresh. I think one, it is going to be biggest derby in recent history, and I think it will sell out. And I reckon it's just going to be an awesome day for uh, for Docker supporters to be there, um, sold out, all their fans, fully vocal, and I think we'll run away with it. Yeah, I agree. I reckon if it doesn't sell out, there's a problem with how they sell tickets because I reckon they could easily get more people there. And Call and sell out. Yeah, I reckon it should be a sellout. It should be a sellout with like fifty five to 60,000 people there. Like it should be very, very close to 60,000 people there. And my other prediction is I guarantee Rob Dog gets a record before he enters the stadium this time. Because Rob Dog, Rob Dog didn't get a record. I'm unhappy about oh, that. Mate. Mate, Rob Dog didn't get a record before the game, and I thought heads were going to roll. Mate, Dad loves putting, like like Eddie Maguire, like putting the goals in to who scored oh, the goals. Oh, doesn't he? And 
you know, I like I like encouraging this habit because it's quite kind of funny. But um, yeah, he would have been livid. I can only imagine. And I heard about it afterwards. He was like, "This is bullshit. We need more like this." Because apparently no one's really selling records around the ground. Whereas like normally at a game, you you literally can't walk five meters without being offered a record. It's like was leave me alone. Filthy. Filthy. So that's my guarantee for this week. That Rob Dog. He'll have a record. No, he'll pre-board a record. He'll have an online version, I reckon. (laughs) I love it. All right, on that note, let's wait for for the footy record for next year. Next week, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, look forward to it. Um, Best of luck for the Derby. Hope we um, come back winners. It should be be a good game, mate. Loving it. All right. Thanks for joining us, Juddy. See you, mate.